people who prophesy in his name, people who cast out demons in his name. However, Jesus never knew them. And if you don't do it, then it's your faith that's not causing you to do it. Ah, fam. Pastor Rich, help. Bruce Lawn. Because our living flows out of our believing. But he's also saying that when- Which, which you believe will determine how you behave. It's another way to put it. You struggle or when you make a mistake, don't sit there and wallow in your shame. Yep. Come back home and remind yourself of your identity. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? If you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no, oh, woe is me. You got to move away from that. That you're a child of God. And a lot of us today, it's like you come to a conversation to, to be reminded that you are a child of God. What's beautiful, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about it, but we serve a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Coexistent, co-eternal. Maybe in a moment we'll give Dr. Tennyson a moment just to kind of weigh in about that because that's a big thing to grapple with. But God the Father, we know, sent the Son. The Son came. And then as the Son leaves the earth, he says, I'm sending you one for what? To remind you of me. It's the Holy Spirit. Maybe just for a moment, Bianca, let's just talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer in 2022 and how necessary this is for us personally, how important this is for our churches, for pastors and leaders. That's a great question. And I love this because Holy Spirit, in my opinion, is what gives the born again believer the advantage, the edge, whatever you want to call it, as the world consistently keeps struggling, as the world borrows from God with things like the 12-step program, which by the way was a Christian formulated things, if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. You've been born again. You had a heart of stone. You were spiritually dead. God takes away that heart of stone, gives you a heart of flesh, fills you with his Holy Spirit, seals you, and now there is a miraculous, transformative power that's happened in the life of a believer. You're convicted of sin. You have a new trajectory for your life. Things change. That's what, the, that's what it means to believe and repent. Repent and believe. Your repent is to change the trajectory, right? So the Holy Spirit is what comes in us, transforms us from the inside out, makes us new creatures, is born again. The, the, the Spirit of the living God is is now living in the in the body of the believer and that's when people mean what the scales fell from my eyes i was blind now i see i was dead now i feel alive i saw the world in black and white and everything kind of illuminated in color that is what the holy spirit's role is and it's and it's and it's so much more than just reducing it to a a, a specific gift so a little backstory i was raised in a conservative household and so it is father son holy bible loved it but i i knew god's word i was passionate about worship. I was doing all the things that a good Christian would do, but it was at the age of 24 where I heard somebody talk about in a workshop on the Holy Spirit. And it was always something that was weird to me. I had an odd encounter when I was 16 at a youth group. And I'm like, if that's the Holy Spirit, I don't want anything. It was just crazy. And, um, but yet hearing the theology of the power that we possess as followers of Jesus, it, it didn't make me excited. I grieved. Because I was like, why has no one ever spoke to me about the power that we possess as Christians? We are walking around half-baked lives when we, the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave is alive in us. Let me tell you something that I see for the church. In July, 50 years ago, this July will mark 50 years ago that the Los Angeles Times wrote an article about the way and the Jesus people. And what I am hearing so much growing up in church is, well, when revival happened, when revival happened, when revival happened. I'm looking around at this generation and I'm saying, why aren't we begging God to do it again? Do it again, God. We're talking about signs, wonders, and miracles. It, it, it isn't doctrine or theology necessarily that's drawing people back to Christ. It is people witnessing the move of God. That's a bold statement on her part. Okay, this is where I kind of like, Ugh. it isn't doctrinal theology that's driving people people back to God. 
Ah, fam. Pastor Rich, help. Do it again, God. We're talking about signs, wonders, and miracles. It, it, signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, I got a couple Bible verses here. It isn't doctrine or theology necessarily that's drawing people back to Christ. It is people witnessing the move of God. And so I'm sitting here thinking, why are we not testifying of the goodness of God of what he's done in our life? I'm crazy enough. I'm schwitzing. I don't even care. I'm crazy enough to believe this, that Jesus said, the things that I have done, you will do these and greater. I'm obsessed with the greater. At the expense of sounding hyper-charismatic, and I, I, have, I believe that there is a mandate on this generation to provide theology around experience and experience around theology where we get to explain what the spirit of god is doing paul spoke about it why can't we we don't have to be kooky crazy to experience the presence of god what i want for this generation is to know i've got i've got power inside of me and i'm going to believe god to use my life to demonstrate his goodness on this earth that to me is what just lights me so there's a couple things here that that by the way just so we're fully clear I am a charismatic believer, okay, a follower of Jesus, meaning I believe the gifts of the Spirit are for today, okay? I believe God can heal. I believe God can move in supernatural ways. I believe God can uh, uh, give people spiritual gifts. I believe God can speak through people, so on and so forth. But I am charismatic with the seatbelt. And what is that seatbelt? That seatbelt is the Word of God. That seatbelt is Scripture. That seatbelt is proper, proper understanding of what scripture is saying and what church history has testified to. So theology around experience and experience that points to theology. So, so, so here's a couple, here's, here's a couple of thoughts, right? This idea that, that people will only, not only, but people are more likely to come to God if there is a miraculous move of God. Um, it, it instantly reminds me of this passage. And this is, this isn't to dunk on her, but this passage instantly comes to mind. Uh, Matthew 7 Verse 721, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So Jesus is saying that there are going to be people who do miracles, people who prophesy in his name, people who cast out demons in his name. However, Jesus never knew them. That, that's a scary picture there, okay? Secondly, I think about the parable of, of, of Lazarus, right? And I think about the rich man who, who uh, uh, had his fill in this life, and then Lazarus was, was, a, was a beggar, and then all of a sudden, Lazarus is, is being comforted, and, and this, this rich man is being tormented. And, and what does he say? He says, hey, you know, I think he's talking to Abraham, and he says, let me just go back and tell people that these things are happening. Right, the, 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 don't come here. Put put your faith in in God, and 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 Jesus says, or or the story goes, even if a man were to come back from the grave, these folks still wouldn't believe. Right, even if you, even if even if a, if if a person comes back from the grave, they and perform the ultimate miracle, that's not enough. These people had the law and the prophets, and 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 it's like this weird foreshadowing where Jesus literally comes back from the grave. And people still didn't believe. Jesus comes back from the grave and he shows himself to over 500 people at one point. Jesus comes back from the grave and spends 40 days on earth repeatedly showing himself to people. So the notion that signs and wonders is what's going to cause revival is not 
there in Scripture. It's the preaching of the gospel as well as the born-again miracle of people transforming and, and, and people being reconciled. And yes, signs and wonders oftentimes followed you know, in, in the book of Acts and throughout church history and all kinds of gifts. So I think that's where I go, wait a minute, hold on a second. It's not all about signs and wonders. It's not all about this, because if signs and wonders happens, then revival will happen. This is very uh, Bethel Church, hyper-charismatic stuff. And, and I will go, slow your roll a second. Slow your roll a second. The ultimate sal- the ultimate miracle is, is someone that's born again. The ultimate, the ultimate sign and wonder is somebody completely dead in their sins and is now born again and is a new creature and has a new trajectory for life. Second of all, how are these signs and wonders going to be displayed? And what does that actually look like? Because if we're honest, a lot of times what it what it looks like in this context, I'm not saying her specifically, and what it's looked like historically is usually one or two people on stage and a crowd of people hovered around them. And there's usually a really soft and romantic emotional song to Jesus and people are experiencing a move of God. And I'm not saying God can't use that. I'm not saying that God can't, I'm not saying that God can't uh, 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 do miracles in that context. But what I'm saying is if that's our only context for a move of God is people standing around singing love songs to Jesus that are tend to be very feminine and, 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 and men tend not to like, if we're going to be honest. And, 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 and there's one or two people on stage that have the Avengers powers and they're doing these things and they got these words. Um, I don't know if that is how the spirit broke out in the book of Acts, where it was all kinds of people prophesying and speaking in different languages and all these different things. So I think even in our modern context, we still reduce it to a very specific type of move of God. And we think, well, that's what's going to, that's what's going to, 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 to the signs and wonders and all that. kind. Of, it's like, well, fam, first of all, if, if, if revival breaks out, what I think is, in my opinion, is a bigger testament, it's my opinion, is if thousands of people get born again, restored, and, and, and placed in, 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 a, in a completely different trajectory of life, the miracle of salvation on a thousand people than a thousand people being in a church building and people falling out and crying and so on and so forth, right? And again, I believe in healing. I believe that God can heal. I believe that God can give spiritual gifts. I believe God's still prophesying through people today. But regeneration is, is the biggest sign and wonder, not these kind of evangelical revival experiences, so on and so forth, right? And so I, I, I think I think to reduce it to this is a bit short-sighted in my opinion. And that part really kind of bugged me. The It just kind of bugged me. It's just like, fam, it's not just this sensational, emotional move of God. And, and, and let's be real. A lot of times these emotional moves of God have been fabrications. There's been fake healings. There's been fake people passing out. There's been people who faked the gift of tongues. There's been people, right? You know, if you really think we're going to do greater things in Jesus and assuming Jesus meant that literally, because I got to, I'll give you how I think, how it, I think it could work. But if you think that, well, the power of the kingdom of heaven is in you and Jesus said, speak to this mountain and it will move and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fam, go down to your local hospital, walk into the children's cancer ward and go heal a bunch of kids. If that's what you think Jesus meant. And if you don't do it, then it's your faith. Then it's your faith that's not causing you to do it. Or is it possible that that's not what he meant? 
Is it possible that maybe there were signs and wonders for very specific parts of history? Maybe there were signs and wonders for very specific parts of the world, right? Where they didn't have maybe modern medicine, so God had to heal people supernaturally, right? This whole idea, we're going to do things greater. We're going to do things this. We're going to do different. Oh, slow down a second. What does that mean? Is it, could it, could it possibly mean this? Could it possibly mean that the collective body of Christ throughout all of history, throughout all of all, collectively, we're going to do greater things, greater things like what? Like, like make incredible breakthroughs in education, like help make the entire world become literate because we wanted to further the gospel and, 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 and the ink press, getting it, getting that out to more people and getting more people educated. Does that, does, is, is it possible that that means a church is building more hospitals so that more people can get healed? Because Jesus is the great physician, but we also are, are have been on the cutting edge of modern medicine, and being on the cutting edge of medicine have allowed us to scale at how much our medical system has healed people. Is it possible that Christians leading in society is what Jesus meant as greater? Not that you will have cool magical powers like an Avengers Christian superhero and be able to walk and go, heals, you're healed, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Again, not to say that God can't heal. I know somebody, our, our, our worship pastor, he had a very specific type of leukemia and our church prayed for him and we believed. And by the grace of God, that, that, that leukemia mutated and it turned into some type of thing where he just has to take one pill for the rest of his life and he'll be fine, right? I've seen God do these like miraculous things. I'm not saying miracles don't happen, but I'm saying this notion that like a, a move of the Holy Spirit has to be signs and wonders. What about the signs and wonders of families being restored? What about the signs and wonders of marriages being restored? What about the signs and wonders of people who were in poverty and then changed the trajectory of their life and all of a sudden they have abundance and they're able to give more and they're able to take care of their own family and they're able to take care of the single mothers? You don't think those are signs of wonders? You don't think someone like me that comes from the slums of poverty? I'm talking, fam, I come from a communist nation. We come to America. I'm raised in a single parent home. My mother's an alcoholic. Okay, single mother, I got arrested at the age of 11. You don't think that me being in the position where I'm at today financially, you don't think that that's not a, that's not a sign in my life isn't a sign of wonder? It has to be this goosebumps, piano got to be playing, people got to be falling out. Like, you don't think that the, the, the trajectory of someone that was hell-bent on going to hell and, and com God completely restores them. And, and, and puts them back in a proper standing. But now my mother's not, no longer an alcoholic. Me and my father's relationship is, is reconciled. I'm no longer addicted to porn. I'm no longer the person I was. You don't think that's, that's not a sign and wonder? What's a bigger testimony? What's the bigger people falling out and blah, 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 on, the, on the floor? Like, so, so, so even though they're saying don't put, don't put the Holy Spirit in a box, what are we doing? We're putting the Holy Spirit in a box. We're putting the Holy Spirit in the box. We're putting the Holy Spirit in a nice little tight, little safe. He has to move in this way. Even though they're saying, no, 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 let, let the Holy Spirit do Yeah, let the Holy Spirit do what he do. But, but as long as he moves in this specific way, not in the measurable of, uh, of, of the signs and wonders over decades. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for the Spirit of God. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for signs and wonders in my heart being regenerated, me getting into a local church, me getting around community, me being discipled, right? And it's not, and it's not even me. It's, it, it literally is the sign of wonder of a regenerated, born again, completely changed life. So, you know, I hear stuff like that and I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. She comes from a fundamental background, father, son, holy Bible. They didn't do it. Okay, that's fine. I come from a very charismatic church. We've seen people get healed. Okay. 
But the ultimate healing, don't, 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 don't you think it's just all about signs and wonders? The ultimate healing is salvation. The ultimate healing is a life that was that was headed towards one way and is born again. And it is anchored on the the the, the foundations of the gospel. We're sinners. And, 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 and sinners deserve judgment. Criminals deserve judgment. We, we're, we're saved from a, 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 a holy wrath of God that we deserve, right? And, 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 and that Jesus says you could either stand before God and try to, you know, deal with your own sin or I'm going to do something better. I'm going I'm to I'm come live the life you couldn't live, die the death you should have died on the cross in your place rise on the third day, conquer death, demons, destruction, and then send you my Holy Spirit so that you can be born again, so that you can continue on the ministry of reconciliation. That's that's an incredible sign of wonder. And by the way, if God wants to heal people, praise God. If God wants to heal broken arms, amazing. If God wants to heal people of cancer, amazing. And I believe it happens. I just don't think that's what's going to be the thing that that, that causes revival. I think revival is going to come as a byproduct of us ha- being, in the way Pastor Rich described, being full of grace and truth. You, you, you got to tell people the truth for the grace to make sense. Because if you're just giving them the grace and you have a new life and God is going to do cool things through you and you have a, a soul that's halfway... No, no, no. You got to also tell them the truth, fam. You're a sinner. And left to your own devices, you're going to choose your sin 100 out of 100 times. You need to be born again. You need to be transformed, right? I think that's the, that's the message, in my opinion, this generation needs. Because they know and they've seen that this whole live your truth, whatever you feel on the inside, however you want to, right? Like we're seeing how that's playing out. And, and by the way, it's only going to get worse. There's no objective reality. Live your truth. Gender affirming nonsense. Wait five or 10 years. It's already happening in UK. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people waking up to the nonsense of sex positivity, waking up to the nonsense of gender queer nonsense, waking up to this stuff. And and, and, and these kids that are going through it now that are taking things that are going to like wisdom will be proven right by our children. Give it five or 10 years and you'll really see how how depraved and how desperate this generation of kids is going to be. And so um, I appreciated Pastor Rich's heart in this. I love I love this clip. I love that he's having these conversations. I think these are so necessary to have. Um, I love that he had a doctor of, of theology on this panel. I hope and pray that these brothers would leverage their platforms in areas where maybe they're not super solid. We get it, bro. You got the platform. You're the cool guy. You're wearing a freaking sports coat with swim trunks. Good for you, bud. Amazing. I, I would I would pray that they would have the self-awareness to say, we need to bring more seasoned believers around us. We need to stop just having a stage full of four out of the five people on stage are the same exact avatar. I would I would pray that we would see more brothers on these uh, uh, platforms um, that are solid in theology, that that, 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 that love Jesus, um, that, that, that don't think they're false heretics and, and false teachers and all that stuff, because I, I don't believe that about them. You know, I, th- I think they're trying to figure it out. But we cannot teach this omitted, incomplete gospel. If you would like to see me react to some other videos with regards to this conversation, we'll pin them up over here. So I'll see you over there, all right? Peace. And it, and it said, said that Simeon blessed, blessed God. God.